Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. You are listening to Nicola Chan and this is the Weishi Radio Show. This is the podcast, so it's the post-radio show on 91.8 Hayes FM. It will also be up on the YouTube channel, which is Weishi formerly sorry, Weishi Radio, formerly Fused or Fit, on 91.8 Hayes FM. It's a bit of a mouthful these days, but when you're trying to rebrand stuff, they want you to say formally what you were. Like Facebook, it took me months to work out why they wouldn't accept my new name until I put formally Fused or Fit, and then they worked it out that I wasn't trying to misrepresent myself and my brand and what it is that I'm selling to people and offering. Um, so... I guess YouTube is the same, um, Google, all of those platforms. So I am now Wei Shi, formerly Fust or Fit. I don't know when they allow you to actually get rid of the formerly or if you've got to keep it forever. Let me know. Comment, send me a message. Keep me updated, guys. I'm not really techie like that. Um, but anyway, on to today's show. I have to warn you, the very beginning of the show is actually cut. I'm very, very sorry. We had a little bit of uh, issue in the studio. However, the beginning of the interview will be on the YouTube channel because the video is there. It's just the audio that isn't. Um, we were live on Facebook as well. So if you go to my Facebook page, Weishi Radio, you'll see the beginning of the uh, interview there. I hope you enjoy. This is uh, episode 45, Weishi Radio. Please like, share, comment and enjoy the show. So today's guest is Chris from Chris and Wes, winners of Got to Dance from Sky One 2011. So as always, I ask my guests to share a little bit about their story. And as you know, the very beginning is cut off, but Chris was sharing about his upbringing and how he was always into fitness, but he didn't actually do dance um, when he was young. We found ourselves going every week. I quit my um, I quit my basketball team, my rugby team. I quit my football team. I ended up just putting all of my sports, athletics. I just I just stopped them all and just focused on dance. Wow. And then became a teacher. Did you and know a that you were good at dance then? No, no, no. I might have been that little that little kid at weddings and christenings that you know, like everyone had, after when the party started, I'd be in the middle just doing that like, either a moonwalk or a little a little move here and there as a young boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then parents would always tell so my mum hidden talents. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just there. I had a bit of rhythm. I had a bit of rhythm, and um, yeah, that was at sixteen, and uh, now I'm twenty eight. So okay. So how did you go time. from that then, doing a little bit of teaching to then performing on the show? Well, luckily the person, the woman. Um, Fraternity UK was the company uh, was run by Helen Healing now run by Nicole McDonald a very good friend of mine um, so I, I danced for Helen and then my best friend Wesley he was not at college but he was my age and he was earning money and driving his car so I was like what are you doing that I'm not what, what's going on and he said oh during the day I go to schools and do their after school dance club their mid any after school activities and I was like oh, okay cool I remember, I remember doing those myself like being in them I could mm-hmm. teach that um, spoke to Helen I wrote, I wrote her a letter I actually wrote the boss a letter and said hi my name's Chris I've really enjoyed dance and working with you so far I'd love to try and work for your company I gave it to her after a dance lesson she called me the next day and gave me a job 
brought me in to work with ways just to work alongside him to see how to speak to kids, teach kids properly. Yeah. Not just go in there and willy-nilly teach like yeah, it's easy. Yeah, there's one thing doing it for yourself, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. It's a whole other thing teaching other people, especially whole children. Whole other thing. Especially children. Yeah. Especially <laughs> children. There's a whole different understanding to it, you know? Um, but again, I enjoyed it. I can be a big kid myself most of the time, as my people know. Um, <laughs> so um, I kind of melted right into it and enjoyed it, you know? And then I found myself earning, so... The rule with my mum was I had to go to college and at least do a year. If I found a job after the year, I was allowed to take a year out and continue working. So I was trying to do college. I was at Hairfield Academy trying to do it and I found myself stopping because I wanted to work more. Mm -hmm. But I finished the course and then just carried on working. And then from there, I was working and training at dance at the same time. And then one day, Helen walked in and was like, right, we're going to go to Italy and represent Great Britain and take a, a bunch of you there. So we all auditioned for that piece and then spent the next four weeks making a seven minute long routine which was tiring to go over to Italy bearing in mind it was like 33 degrees heat and we had to perform in hoodies balaclavas overalls oh, wow. for seven like minutes solid oh yeah 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 that was Fraternity UK back in the day That was it was it was part of a crew it was me Wes Ashton Dennis and then a bunch of our other friends like I said Nicole as well now who currently runs Fraternity so um, I think it was I did two years in, in Uxbridge in the area with that crew now that was a specifically like a street dance crew and then me and my friend Wesley went over to East London and we found more of a hip-hop crew. But what we didn't realise is in the hip-hop crew there was also contemporary and abstract and, and whatnot. And we weren't used to that. Mm. That was a whole new realm to the a street. A lot of people that do those styles of dance have done it from like two, three years yeah. old, haven't they? literally from like two, three, four. So I started at 16, we started at 12. We're both quite late bloomers, you know? Um, so it was a whole new ball game. I remember walking into a rehearsal and he was like, right, take your shoes and socks off. And I was like, what? He was like, take shoes and socks off. We're going to dance barefoot. And I was like, not ready for this. <laughs> I know, trainers. Yeah, I love my trainers. I got my tracksuit. I'm ready to go. So that was, it opened up a whole new world, like, of dance for me. I found myself just going in and out of London to different classes, over to East London. And then, uh, and then we got our first audition, which was for um, George Sampson on, BG on BGT. So that was, uh, that was fun and scary. I went to do an audition. I actually got the role. I got one of the roles out of the, I think there was eight dancers at the time. And then my first job was on um, Britain's Got Talent, just as a, a, quite a young age. I think I was 17, 18. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that one was cool, actually. That one was cool. So that was my first sort of, my first sort of introduction to, to, to a dance career and a dance job. So that was you dancing solo? Well, no. So that was me. Uh, we, were, we were backing dancers for George Sampson because he'd won the year before. Okay. So he'd come back to re-perform. And then I think he, um, he wanted to have like a bit of a crew. So um, he, he auditioned about 50 to 60 dancers and like eight of us got the job. And then um, I found myself, literally the next week I was chilling with George. I went to his flat a couple of times. We watched my United game at one point and ordered pizza. Um, went to BGT, met Simon Cow and loads of other people that night. I actually sat next to Jerry Springer and didn't know it was him. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I even asked him <laughs> who he is. <laughs> I actually, I was like, who are you? Everyone's taking pictures of you. And he was oh, like, you asked him? Yes, like, <laughs> absolute donut. So recognise you in real life. Yeah, because everyone kept saying... I don't know who you are. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but you look so much younger. Oh, no, oh, God, honestly, because everyone kept sitting there taking pictures of him. And I, I said, I was like, excuse me, who are you? I don't want to be rude, but everyone's taking pictures of him. And he was like, oh, hi, I'm Jerry Springer. And I was like, oh, wow, I did not just do this. So that was a funny one. Um, and that was my first sort Take of... carry yourselves and each other. Yeah, 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 literally, literally. I had to walk off, to be fair. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that was my first taste. I was, I was absolutely buzzed by it. I, I just felt like, wow, that was one, one week, week's worth of, of jobs. Like, I, I want more. Mm. I want to go again. And then um, another audition came in for Cheryl Cole and X Factor. 
and that was the next big one. That was huge. That was me and Wes got that one, and that was a full two weeks of rehearsal every day. It was 40 dancers on stage. It was unreal. So did you already have a style by then, like a type of dance that you two did together, and that would be what you'd be doing at your auditions? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just down to some of our training, where we'd been trained in a street dance crew, which taught us a lot of different foundations, and then went over to the hip-hop side and learnt a lot of the other side. We were just lucky enough to have a good set of foundations. Whatever routine was thrown at me and where we could pick up. Oh, so in an audition, do they tell you what to do and then you... Yeah, So everybody's yeah. doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they teach you a routine and they teach it quick. Like, usually a class is an hour and as a teacher, I, c- I can slow down how I teach it and make sure everyone enjoys the class and learns. Audition, they're teaching your routine in 20 minutes. If you don't know it, that's your problem. Literally. And they just start saying, right, mm. this group, you can go. This group, you can stay. And if you go, that means you haven't got it. That is literally cut for it how it is. <clears throat> so how does that feel then? It must have a lot a lot of pressure on you then to yeah. everything and obviously with everybody watching. Oh. Are the other auditionees watching you at the time? Oh my God, yes. They're definitely watching. And the thing is for me and Wes, we were so young to be in this position because in our street dance company, we've been going back and forth to competitions and then we walked into the audition. Some of the people we were auditioning with were our judges from the competitions. So oh, we were wow. just like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, are, you, are you actually kidding right now? These guys have judged us like and, at a competition. Now we've got to try and get a job alongside them or beat them to the job, you know? Um, and also our choreographer, Tony Adigan of Avant Garde in East London, he was actually in the audition as well. So it was like, what? Well, well, this isn't fair. <laughs> our teacher and our judges are here. Um, but yeah, a few of us did actually get the job. So we, me and Wes were just absolutely mind blown um, and we got a lot of good feedback and a lot of good comments for our future. So that must boost your confidence as well then uh, it, it, do you know what it was it, it boosted my confidence but because of my mum and my family and my friends I very much try to stay as humble as possible you know because in this industry you get like nine no's before you get the one yes do you know what I mean? Um, so to get this one was just really good. It was just felt really good to go home and say, yeah, I got this one. This one's cool. I mean, it's on X Factor. Like, I'd done Britain's Got Talent, and that was outstanding. But this was X Factor, and this was with my best friend. Like, I got to do it with someone this time. It mm-hmm. wasn't just me traveling by myself. Yeah, or, that's nice. You know? So, yeah, it was a really cool experience. And then it, 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 I remember leaving the audition not knowing if we got it. Oh, no, we've done the X Factor one, sorry. We've done the X Factor one. We come off that one. And they said, oh, they're going to do callbacks for... Um, another one in a, for children in need at the Royal Albert Hall and I was like wow that's one of the biggest theatres in like, well, if not is the biggest theatre in London that would be outstanding to do at 18 years old you know mm-hmm. um, and we got a call from the choreographer saying Chris Wes well separate calls um, do you boys want to come down and just do it one more time um, and we might pick you but we're cutting 40 to 12 and I was like whoa that's cutting a lot of people that's cut- and again our teacher was in there amongst our judges um, me and Wes went back and we got pulled out to do it by ourselves everyone was doing it in groups and they pulled, the woman pulled me and Wes out and said do it by yourselves and we were like oh why does this mean it's bad as in you two together <laughs> you, or just, you two just separately? me and Wes together do it in front of all 40 dancers oh. <laughs> the choreographer and Cheryl Cole so it was like oh wow um, yeah music came on five, six, seven, eight. me and Wes did it full out and everyone just started clapping and cheering and the choreographer was like, right, just so you all know, it needs to look like that. And it was like, damn, <laughs> damn. It was almost too much. It was almost overwhelming because we one, I've never been here, not in front of these people. I've done, I've done one job. Like, it was just like, is it really happening? It's mm. surreal, you know? Does it kind of happen so fast? Like you say, five, six, seven, eight, you're doing it. Oh, yeah. That like you just kind of go with the motions and your body remembers it all? Yeah. Or do you get into your head and think, well, am I going to remember this? That can happen. Watching me. That can happen. There, there's, there's a zone. There's two zones. It's either you're thinking too much. Mm. It's like I tell my, my, my kids or anyone I'm teaching, don't think. If I've taught you a move and it looks complicated... 
do not think it through. Because the minute you think it through, you're going to mess it up. You know what your leg's going to do if I was you focus on your arms or something. That's what I tell people. So, and then you find your mind just sort of just zones in. When you zone in, when you hear five, six, seven, eight, and you are zoned in, nothing can throw you. You will do that routine full out. You'll hit all the moves, the right places, the double spins, if it's a double spin. Um, and it feels great, you know? But there are times where you're midway and you'll think yourself, you'll, you'll hear yourself go, what's next? And it's already next and you've missed it. Mm. So you can quickly, like, you can quickly just mess yourself up just by quickly, like, overthinking something midway through a routine. Yeah. Has that happened to you then? Yeah. In an audition? <laughs> uh, in an audition, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened on an audition. In an audition. Do they give you another try? So say something happened in the middle and you're like, you know, can I do that again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Never stop. Never stop and say, can I do it again? Because you've got, sometimes you've got about six dancers around you as well in that group. So you can't stop. You if, kind of have to wing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either wing it or what I tell them is, what I tell my, my kids or anyone that's doing auditions, carry on. You might have forgot that step, but you know what's coming. You know what's coming. We've done it for like 20 minutes, half an hour. You know what's coming. Try and catch it. Wait a minute, go, what's next? Double, go. Yeah, I'm back in. Try and recatch it, you know? Especially if you're in a professional audition, definitely. You want to be a professional. You want this as a job. So work hard. You know, you've been dancing for how many years now? Come on. Catch your flow and go again. If this is a practice audition or something, like in class, you, you, can, you might just stop there's times where they'd be recording because some are, some choreographers want to record the piece and put it online and you see people go ah oh, and they walk off because they've, they've just quickly just lost it mm. they've quickly just lost the flow. so i was going to ask you like some tips for people who might be auditioning yeah um, like my daughter for example she she goes to a performing arts school in mealdale amazing so obviously they're doing singing dancing acting yes. and then the next stage is doing auditions and then getting jobs good good you know, good how good. do people get over stage fright fear of auditions that kind of thing um you know what i don't think there's i don't think there's a cure because even myself like i still get nervous like i just try to put my mind in a comfortable place i try and think of my room try and just imagine them in my room try and it sounds silly but sometimes i'll go and do certain additions to my friends or my mum. so i now just picture doing it to them because you're, you're kind of relaxed you know i try and go into audition and if i can strike a conversation with a couple of people that helps because then again you just feel a little bit more relaxed mm. and then there's again there's this zone of do you want this bad enough so are you going to sit there and feel nervous or are you going to change your how you're thinking right now and go no but i want this job but i, I want to be here i yeah. want to get in that crew i want that first place or i just want it so i'm not going to think like that that's what me and Wes tried to do on Got To Dance. It was so nervous going on live TV performing mm -hmm. your choreography. Well, I'm going to ask you more about that oh, in a moment. Oh. For, for the sake of the um, video there, we've got to go to an ad on the radio. So just cool. bear with us. And for the radio, guys, we will be right back after this. Stay tuned. Love Haze FM? We all love our new mobile app. Listen on the move and catch your favourite presenters. Message the studio, request tracks and keep up to date with the news feed. It's available to download for free from either the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Haze FM. If you've ever had to get out of your car at the side of a motorway, you'll know how scary it is. Just imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. So please drive carefully through roadworks. Observe all signs and speed limits. Stay in the correct lane and keep a safe distance from the car in front. Our road workers are making the roads safe for all of us. So please keep the roads safe for them. Advertising on 91.8 Hayes FM could be the most cost-effective way to reach thousands of listeners every day. We can offer spot advertising or show sponsorship. 
So why not get your local radio station working for your business? Call a helpful team on 0208 099-2226 or email office at org. Change for Life is about making changes to be healthier, like getting our five a day. It's not hard. Often we're halfway there and don't realise it, like a banana in our cereal, glass of fruit juice at breakfast or veg in our soup. Even tinned, dried and frozen count. It's easy to be food smart. For tasty five-a-day ideas and recipes for cheap, healthier meals, search Change for Life online. Playing the biggest hits of all time. Respect music. The sound of Great West London. 91.8 Hayes FM. Hello and welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM, the Wayshi Radio Show. I'm Nicola Chan and today my special guest is Chris from Chris and Wes. Hey, hey, hey. So before we were just, we were actually about up to Got to Dance. Yeah, yeah, we kind of got there, yeah. How you got to Got to Dance. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about that. Um, okay, cool. So before we get there, I'll tell you actually an, an interesting little backstory just before it, because I think it was just a year before I got to dance, um, uh, myself and Wes got injured. He had a back injury and I had an ankle injury. It took both of us out. It took me out for close to a year. Um, I was supposed to go on tour with Endubs, so this would have been my third biggest job. Um, and I was supposed to go on tour for a month with Endubs. I learned all of their, the, I learned all of the show. Um, oh, it was. Oh, it still. It still hurts me. This one. Um, and I remember going for an MRI scan, and the guy literally said to me, "If you go with your foot in the condition it's in, there's a chance that you could lose your dance career and not dance again." So he was like, "It's, it's your call. You either go and he goes. I can give you things. I can take help. Have a physio go on the road with you to help you and get you through it." for the pain but you might lose your foot and lose your career so it's like it's in your hands you either go or you don't go and then you can continue dancing mm. so I was like wow that's pretty big oh yes very very big deal Very, big. and I got close with all the dancers even end up I got very very close with them and I ended up making the call not doing it which they weren't happy they were about to pull all the dancers they were going to just pull all dancers because they didn't think they'd get someone in quick enough who was going to who was going to pick it all up so I put through one of my good friends Shay um put through i said to him listen come here quickly learn this as fast as you can and take my place if you can it'd be great if you could he was up for it he went he absolutely blitzed it they were in shock they thought i taught him the routine last night i was like guys i haven't taught him I, I, he's just he's one of he's a person with me we train together so mm-hmm. we just pick it up yeah just as well um and he went on to, for an amazing career he's done for the live in the west end he's done stomp um, all from wow. that so that was great yeah yeah and we're, I've actually talking to him just now we're going to try and catch up Friday and do some more stuff together so that'll be cool um, so I had to sit down at home for a good seven months which was just the pain oh I, I couldn't do it just not being physical and not moving and not doing too much it was it was hurtful um, so I started to that must have been hard mentally as well then obviously li- you've just given up this opportunity literally and then watching somebody else progress in their literally. career that could have been you and you're there injured literally not even able to move your body nope nope that is literally how it was pictures of him on tour different countries it weren't like a London tour it was, they were going through it so I was like oh man um, yeah I went through a difficult phase to be fair it was difficult especially because I was still young you know so it was still it, like mentally it was hard to to get through did um, you feel like you'd lost your opportunity yeah, a little bit. I thought, damn, like, what if that, that one shot doesn't come around again, you know? That's mm. that's a tour. To be fair, it hasn't. I haven't been on tour with uh, an artist like that just so, like, since, to be fair. So it was a bit of a, yeah, it was a downer. It was a downer. Um, and I remember just as I was getting better, Wes was better as well, he walked into mine with the application for Britain's Got Talent. And then we sat there looking at it and we wanted to do Britain's Got Talent, but we kind of was like... 
it's a tough one because the judges are very respected in their fields, but we wanted one of them that was we wanted if not all of them to be dancers to really judge us like and really tell us where to improve what to improve on mm. or you know yeah um and then got to dance popped up so where's walked in with the application form and we sort of went for it and just and hoped for the best um i remember our audition didn't go because had the plan. show been on long before that it'd been on one season so you, had you watched all of that? I hadn't watched all of it. I just caught the last bits of it because when I was injured, watching that stuff was even mm, hard, you know? Yeah. Watching dance, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not watching it. not watching it. <laughs> um, I was like that like, with the marathon when I was injured. I didn't want to be around it. I didn't want to see people running. No way. Yeah. See, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. It's so tough to be around your own passion and, and not be involved. Like, um, So, uh, yeah, he came in with the application. We went to the audition, which was in Battersea in the Domes. Um, uh, and yeah, the routine didn't go to plan. Uh, we had a trick where Wes goes into a handstand and I jump and dive through his legs and I clipped his foot on the way down so we sort of fell mid-routine. Uh, carried on, like I said. Messed up, carried on. Yep. Just carry on. Never stop and go, oh, we messed up. No, no, carry on. The music's still going. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we got two gold stars, which luckily at the time puts you through to the shortlist but doesn't put you directly through. Mm-hmm. Whereas 30 other contestants got three gold stars. So we were underdogs of the whole thing. We were like, yep. mm, they got two gold stars there. Are they even that good? And I remember the camera crew coming to my house um, and they were all acting down. Like, they were all acting a bit like, yeah, don't worry, we'll be in and out. Because you get a phone call saying, oh, we're going to come to your house and film. So you're thinking you're going to get a yes to live shows and they say to you, but we're doing no's and yeses. Okay. So it could be so a no. Prepared. And it was like, oh, man, I've got half my family around my house. Yeah. Like, my nan's <laughs> here. Everyone's excited. I'm like, don't be excited because it might not be a yes. Um, they want to capture the moment that you will cry as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, went to the door, we got a knock on the door, Ashley Banjo's at the door, cool surprise, because I was like, whoa, he's tall as well, he is so tall. Um, he came in, and even he was acting a bit like, you're right, guys, it's good to see you. I'm thinking, <laughs> don't act like that, man, what's going on? Um, and then he was like... He started talking to us. So, yeah, I had to try and convince the judges. I had to try and battle your corner a bit. Um, and then he was like, oh, can we cut quickly? I need to talk to the director. And he took the director out of the room for a quiet talk. So we're now all sitting there thinking, just yeah, stop, you've got on? me on the edge of a cliff, <laughs> not even my seat. <laughs> just tell me. Um, and at that point, my nan even turned to me and she was like, Chris, and just shook her head. She gets feelings like that. You know your nan, they get gut feelings. Um, so I was like, okay just prepared myself for the no. I was like, it's not a problem, it's mm. cool. Move on to the next thing, you know? And he came in, he sat down, and he was like, boys, yeah, I had to fight your corner a bit. It was a tough one. Um, but I managed to sway him around, and you come into live shows, and the whole room just erupted. My mum had a corner couch. Me and Wesley jumped so high, it split into two, and we <laughs> fell in the gap on the floor. Oh, my God. We literally went nuts. Absolutely. Oh, it was crazy. It was and that's crazy. all on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the, <laughs> even the couch moment splitting in two. Probably <laughs> a recording of a gif with that bit on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, and then from there, yeah, it all led to a very. Uh, what did you feel like at that moment? I'd never felt anything like it. I literally felt like energy was coursing throughout my entire body from the centre of my heart. That was literally just adrenaline, but I could feel it. I was like, oh my God, I need to run. I need to do something. Go to the studio, make something. I need to do something. <laughs> like, let's go. Um, and I was just pumped then for the next few weeks. We had to sign a contract saying you're not allowed to tell anyone that you're through. Um, so that was like, I'm excited, but I've got to keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. How long is it that before when you do stuff and then it shows on the telly? Um, I think that one was around three weeks because it was the answers. But then the audition was longer. Could we done the audition already? 
mm-hmm. you know so the audition we had to wait like two months for two months i think it was before that aired so then we started to get messages going i just see you on tv da, 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 da. then the result show came so everyone saw that we were through then our phones blew up and and whatnot and things started to get a bit crazy in the area walking down the street like, i could have sworn i saw you on tv and I was, yeah yeah you might have um and then uh, the first live show came and uh, that was my first realization of everything's about to change that was definitely my first realization because uh, it was even that one we'll skip that story because it's not a big one in the, in the semis but I remember doing that piece and the piece we did had a very memorable can I pause moment. you on that of bit of course though. yeah we have another ad go. coming up yeah. go we're going to pause them like an ad break love that before you get into that one I don't want to stop <laughs> you in the middle of it it's all good alright guys on 91.8 Hayes FM we'll be right back after the local news Hello, welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM. This is the Way She Radio Show. I'm Nicola Chan and my guest today is Chris from Chris and Wes. What's up, what's up? So let's just dive straight back into where we were because yeah, it cool. was all the juicy stuff. <laughs> just found out that you're getting on, uh, got to dance. Oh no, you passed the auditions yep. and you're moving to the next stage. Yep, 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 yep. to the semi-finals. So yeah, we had, um, we had a very mem- memorable moment in this piece where Wes would do something called weaving, so he'd move his body that makes it look like jelly sort of thing. Um, but I would have a graffiti can I wouldn't have one, it would just be pretend. Um, and I would sort of go by his body and spray as if he's moving. And that really exploded. That really got a lot of attention. Um, we got a lot of good feedback and it was creative. It was original, mm. you know? Uh, so the, the compliments from the judges were really good. And I remember coming off the stage and we hadn't even got the results yet, but I remember coming off stage and I'm not a crier. I'm really not a crier. <laughs> we were going back to our change room and I just sort of burst into tears and was like, you're right. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I was smiling and he was like, you're right, I'm fine, I'm just happy, leave me alone. <laughs> um, and we went back to the changing room, had to go back for the uh, results. Bearing in mind, we were the underdogs, so on paper, everyone was saying, they're through, they're through, they're through. We weren't even considered for the semis, we weren't even considered to get through. Six acts on stage, Alleviate got called, they were a contemporary jury, they were good friends of ours, they were first to get called, so there was only one spot left. Only two go through from each show. And literally, they always wait a lovely long gap. They, you know that pause before they tell you oh it feels like forever it feels yeah. like forever um, is it longer in real life than on oh, TV oh it is ten times longer <laughs> in real life than on TV it really is in one of the videos online you can see me wait and then laugh because I'm going it's taken ages I lo- literally laugh um, and then they say he said Chris and Wes and we got through to the semi-finals again family was there so it all kind of went crazy and emotional um, and that's when I started to leave there and people in the street really started to notice and my phone really started to go crazy and that's when I, it started to kind of kick in. I was like, right, things are changing. Things are really changing now. Um, so we thought we'd be wise, kind of, and go back to one of our previous comps to cheer on our old crew. Just to go and cheer and show support to one of our, you know, to our old team that we used to dance with. Yep. So me, Wes, two of our friends, jumped on the train, went down to British Championships. Um, Friday night they hold a party because Saturday and Sunday is a competition. So we walked to the party, went to the bar, and we ordered a drink, turned around, and there was a queue of kids just from <laughs> us like it was just huge it was it was just absolutely insane and that's when it kind of hit me I think I had one drink for about two hours because I was just sitting there sort of signing taking pictures talking to kids answering questions and I was like this is we just threw we haven't done anything yet well in my mind like, we hadn't done anything yet but everyone was like no you've done something this is already big yeah. and we're like yeah but we're not there yet like, I know competition semi-finals you haven't, you haven't done it yet <laughs> we're just involved you know so people were telling us what we've done and we were just not fathoming it. We weren't taking it in yet. Did we that just... kind of make it more real than the scale of it, the amount of people <clears throat> that were watching? Yes. And supporting you as well, that must have felt nice. Oh my, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just, 
it was. That's literally the best word to, expi- to describe it, really. It was just nice to know that people can look at, <clears throat> excuse me, something that you've, your work, something that you've created, and appreciate it, you know, and just, just acknowledge it in any sort of way. Oh, it was funny to watch. I love the music you used. Because what was quite cool about our sets was we tried to make the music appeal to everyone. So there was parents going, I love that song. I used to party to that song. But then the kids would go, oh, I love that move and I love this move. So it was... We found ourselves, we appealed to a big audience. So that was another, like, tick the box. This is going really well. Um, and then we wanted to go to the final and just absolutely just, we wanted to just do our best, really. But. <clears throat> so how does it work, though? Because it's a show on every week. Yeah, so it and ran. And you got to come up with new choreography every week. Yeah, so we've done. Um, as you hit live shows, they say to you, create your semi final piece, but you've also got to create part of your final piece in case you get through. Because if you're on the fourth show, you've only got a week into your final. So the ones in the fourth show had it hard. Mm-hmm. And originally, we were supposed to be on the third show. And a week before live shows, they called us and said, oh, by the way, guys, we're moving you from the third to the first. So we had four-week rehearsal reduced to one-week rehearsal for our live show. And then we had nothing prepared for our final. Because our goal was to get to the semi-final for some publicity. And if that worked, happy days. We didn't have yeah. a plan B for the final. We didn't have anything. Um, so we came home, sat down for about another week and couldn't think of anything. Um, then we walked outside my house and saw a bench on the grass. And we used to sit by this bench, play football by this bench, all me and my friends. And we sat there and we found ourselves just moving around this bench, half dancing, but just like trying to figure things out. And then we thought, what if we made a piece about getting from the area we live in? Everyone knows, if you know Hayes, you know Hayes and get into the final that's a really big what, we did a journey onto the London Underground backflip off the off a, through your leg like, come amazing up with this idea. Yeah. so you told a story tried, in your dance that's it tried to t- tell a story and we asked for a prop um, I asked if I could run to the judges table and do a backflip off the table through Wes's legs we were going all out wow. <laughs> and they were like no <laughs> and they were like you can't have a bench you can't jump. You can't jump off the stage. You cannot backflip off this. You cannot do that. And health like, and safety. I was like, health. I don't care. I just want to do it. Um, and they shut down all of our ideas. Like even our routine. We had to cut like the music and stuff. Like it was. It was panic moment. It was panic moment. We had a trick involved where Wes would go forward, go onto his hands, and he would do jumping jacks on his hands, and he would stop on on one hand and split his legs. And I was going to do a round off. It's called a round off, and then backflip through his legs. The trick was intense. But mm. it never, re- it never, re- uh, phone ring. Well, I actually have to stop you there, actually, for Ooh, another times. ad break. <laughs> so just bear with us, guys on Facebook and those on Hayes FM. We'll be right back. Hi there, welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM, the Way She Radio Show. I'm Nicola Chan, and today's guest is Chris from Chris and Wet. Hey, hey, hey. Just before the break there, we were in the middle of a, a conversation about the performance that Chris and Wes have created and somebody's doing the splits in the air and <laughs> props going on and, and, and the show is saying, no, no, you can't have that. It's all, you know, health and safety, uh, crazy. So if you'd like to just finish off that finish story, off. Yeah. we're all on the edge of our seats. We all know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, we've been given no no's by all the, all the commissioners and all the directors. The camera crew were quite worried about our piece because it was quite dangerous. The trick that me and Wes had organised for the very, very end uh, was Wes in a handstand in the splits and me about to backflip through his legs um, and the trick never went right in rehearsal so I kept hitting Wes we kept falling over he hurt his back at one point my ankle kicked in again from the audition so now everyone's starting to worry because it's like oh they're hurting themselves yeah. these, these are injuries from before um, and, I, and then someone turned around to me and I've heard this saying before but it didn't hit me until then they went don't worry about it because it's bad tech great show and that's the performance saying? 
bad, okay. bad, bad tech, great show. And all of our tech went wrong. So I was like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. And I was like, Wes, are we going for this, this hands-down uh, backflip? Yeah, and he was like, yep, yeah, we'll do it. It's fine. So, doors open, live show. Chris and Wes get called out. We're walking down the stage to the centre of the thing. Everyone at home is watching the VT that they made. <clears throat> we stand there. Live cameras come on. Everyone's now watching. Routine starts. I have just lost track of who's in the room. When I think back to this memory, it's black. All there is is a round stage, me and Wes, and a few lights and just noise. Did the routine. We're right by the end. Last trick. My legs are starting to feel really, really tired now. Remember, this is a good three to four months of, of build-up from the audition and being away from family because they put you in a hotel four days away from your family. So it was. It, this is it. This is it, man. Yep. This is it. <laughs> so he runs forward. He goes into a spin and then goes to his knees. I'm like, where's the handstand? And then he drops to his knees and goes into a freeze and splits his legs. And I was like, okay. And I'm running already. <laughs> I'm already running full pelt, so I can't just stop. And I just literally jumped right next to him, front summied, hoped. <laughs> just hoped. This is life. If it goes wrong, Nicola, this is it. Um, and landed on my feet and went to one knee and did our final pose. I have no idea where Wes is. I have no idea if I hit him. Too much adrenaline. I can't tell. All I just see is the four judges in front of me just go, oh, man, this whole room, like a Mexican wave. Went, do, 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 do. <laughs> and then Wes just grabs me from behind and we just went crazy because it must have worked. <laughs> I just don't Can know you do that pose as well at the end then? Yeah, he literally just turned it and hit the Chris and Wes <laughs> pose and I was like, yes, but he said to me, he was like, my legs were gone and I couldn't go into the handstand. I had no faith that I was going to make it. So I was like, my legs felt bad too. But I'm happy you did it because I don't think I would have made it through. Yeah. But in that split second, he did a double spin into the floor and did a freeze and I had to front something. So the trick was completely different. Completely different. But we pulled it off and it worked and it landed and the performance went well. So the same worked for us. Bad tech, great show. Amazing. It actually worked. And yeah. you obviously have such an amazing rapport with each other that even without looking at each other and knowing exactly what you're doing, you're kind of still working together. And yeah, I think that was I think that was always mine and Wes's little scary trait we had. Like even through the auditions with Cheryl Cole that I told you about, everything there was just moments like when they pulled us out to do it together. When me and Wes dance, some people just say there's something else there. You two can read each other without even talking, and you do it mid routine. So, it, we, yeah, we just have this rapport. So it kicked in that night, and I'm so happy it did. Because <laughs> it was needed to kick in, you know? Um, yeah, came off stage, and that's when it all hit us. I fell to the floor, and he was like, you're right. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. But this is all that pressure. This is the audition, the semi-final. Ashley Banjo, our, our house, talk, this is, um, it's hit me. I can't dance no more when we break. <laughs> and they cut down eight dancers to three, and you've got to dance one more time, but you've got to perform your semi-final audition. So we got cut to the three and Wes looked at me and was like, we've got to do this. And I was like, yeah, come on. Um, went out there, performed it as best we could. That was probably the hardest Oh, so on the same day now? Same day, same day. We've come off, of the, we've, done our, we've done our final performance. All dancers were on stage. They cut the ten down to three. And me and Wes have got to go on and perform it one last time. And I am feeling drained. Like, I am completely drained. I don't actually feel like I can do this. Music comes on, I just try my best. That's all you can do in this situation is mm -hmm. just try your absolute best. You've done the hard work now, you know? Um, and then we had to stand there, get the results. There's three of us. We were in the middle. And in tech, they had said, right, guys, whatever you do, if for some reason tonight your name gets called out and you win, do not run backwards as there's pyrotechnics and fireworks. So everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. Just stand there, cheer, clap, do what you want to do, act excited. So me and Wes, being the normal two people that we are, and we listen very well, and we're not childish. <laughs> no, not of course. 
um, they, Davina called our name out, Chris and Wes, and we literally turned round and ran backwards. <laughs> and then it went woof right in front of my face. Um, and I picked up Wes, we spun around, and it got crazy. All the other contestants came on stage, and that was just an eruption of emotion. But I, I still couldn't believe it. I still couldn't believe it. Davina asked, said, would you want to say anything? And I literally stuttered. And I, yeah, even now, see, I couldn't even speak of them because <laughs> I genuinely didn't know what to say other than thank you. Can't put a word to that emotion. No, 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 no. That adrenaline, that, 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 that. What about Wes? Was he like that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both very emotional and we were on the stage with um, one of the contestants was our teacher from five, six years ago called Turbo and he was someone we looked up to, especially Wes. He'd, um, he'd been taught by him for quite a few years. So, uh, having him there with us on stage was even more emotional, you know, because that's someone that taught us. So, he was like, I'm just proud of you. I don't care who placed where, but I'm just so proud of you. So I think that caught, caught Wes quite a bit. Um, yeah, and that life had changed. That is life completely changed now. We're never just normally Chris and Wes. Now we're something else, you know? It was, yeah. Wow. That night was insane. <laughs> that night was so insane. So, so insane. So what happens next? Big party? Uh, yeah, we had to go back to the VIP lounge, catch up with family. Obviously, family were all there, both our family. So that was emotional. I spoke to a few people on the phone. Then the, <clears throat> then the weird stuff kicked in. We had men in black coats looking like something out of men in black coming up to us and our families asking if they could be our agents and managers and take their card and take this card. Um, so again, it was already getting hard because it was like, whoa, like an hour ago, I was me. Yeah. Now we're here. Whoa. You know, there's people approaching me and my family who kind of look a bit suspicious. <laughs> but we're in a safe building because there's security yeah. and whatnot everywhere, <laughs> you know? But it, 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 we're now in a realm that we haven't visited yet. We're now yeah. in a place we haven't explored. We haven't been on this journey. It, it, it's a new journey. This is a new level. This is a new step, you know? And I think some of our friends even said, oh, you've made it. You've done this. You're good. You're set. And even I was a little bit... Something inside of me said, nah, this is just step one. This is just step one. If you can continue, maybe life could be good. But if you mess up, you're going to be going back down the step again, if that makes sense in the way I've mm -hmm. put that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But it was also enjoying the moment, you know, living the moment. Some good's happened. We left the building. This bit's quite cool, actually. We left the building. was on, on the way back to the estate. Um, and I remember driving through the estate before we went to Wes's house to all celebrate. And there was bed sheets, people's bed sheets and pillowcases and, and duvets and loads of different things with signs saying well done guys you boys smashed it people put it over their fences in front of their doors out their windows so as as we drove through the emotions kicked in again because it was it was just nuts you know some of these neighbors i don't know and they've got stuff out their windows you know i saw a load of my friends in the street that were out that night i think they were half waiting for us to come back they surrounded the car and were going crazy uh went back to my house and the door was covered in loads of notes like good luck well done you smashed it it was great all the best um, and then we had to, that was at like two in the morning and we had to get up at six to go to a radio interview. I was like, are we not allowed to sleep after all the work we just did, no? At least you could sit down at the radio. Yeah, yeah. They gave me a croissant and a cup of tea, I was happy. <laughs> well, I'm afraid we, we can't give you <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a, an interesting night. And then after that, the, the agencies kicked in and we had to sit down to get um, a manager, find a manager to help manage our diary and what was about to happen and all, all the phone calls that were coming in from newspapers radios magazines it was yeah it was a whole new world it's kind of what you imagine some people sit there and go, i wonder what it's like just to you know break that barrier or get a little bit of limelight it is pretty much what you can imagine pretty much what you can imagine but then it's also very hard because one lesson i learned the hard way it, is that 
everyone was my friend, but they weren't my friend. Does that make sense? Yeah. Everyone I bumped into work-wise, oh, hey, Chris, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, I can hold your bag for you. It's not a problem. Do you want anything? I can go and get it for you. My name's... It's fine. And then someone else might say, be careful of them. Mm. They're a bit this, they're a bit that. They'll do this to get something out of you. And I'm like, well, why shouldn't I be careful of you then? I don't know you. Yeah. And I just started to realise, wow, everyone's my friend, that some people might not like this person, but actually they're not my friend. I don't know these people. They're just being nice to me because of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that even started to affect my private life. There was friends that weren't ever my friend, and they'd, they'd like, yo, Chris, how is it? How are you? And I said, like, you used to bully me back in school. Why are you talking to me like we're friends? We've never been friends. Why is this now okay? You know, even with relationships, you know, girls, oh, hi, Chris, da 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 You didn't want to know me before now? Why do you want to know? It was hard. It, it had its moments. I lost friends, gained friends. Um... But now I, now I look back and say, no, them friends obviously weren't meant to be in my life. I may have lost them, but it was for a purpose. Yeah. They weren't there to, to guide me and help me in the right way. So good riddance to you. you know? yeah. <laughs> um, I've got better friends, <laughs> so it's not too bad. Um, yeah, and then it led on to the TV show that we had. We got a TV show after that, Chris and Wes, Let's Do This, which was a 10-part series of following us around wherever. Was that so, Sky as well? Yeah, that was also on Sky One. Um, because uh, sometimes with these shows, Britain's Got Talent, X Factor, you get a winner, but you don't always see what happens to them. All right, cool, they might make an album or a song or do a few shows, but you're like, yeah, but what about they stay? Well, quite a lot of it, especially the singing ones, it's, it's the second person. Second person. Who then gets the album. Yes, yes, exactly, and exactly. follows their journey. That's it, that's it. So they wanted to make a show about us and just say, uh, just to show you what happens, really. And I think they were like, because they were like, you two have got some characters, so we want to... We want to show everyone your characters and see what you're like on TV. Because they said we had a future in TV. But we were like, we're dancers. We just want to dance and make some shows and make some pieces and mm-hmm. see where we can take this, you know? Maybe dance behind Usher one day. That would be great. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they had, they had TV in their eyesight the whole time. So, again, a, another door had opened that we hadn't even seen come in. I hadn't even thought about TV, you know? Do you have, like, a long-term plan? Do you ever dream and visualise what it is you want to do next? Uh, I have a lot of um, visual things that I'm trying to achieve next now. Yeah, yeah, I have a vision board at home um, that I look at a lot and try and visualise the things I want, and I put my targets and goals up there. Mm. And did you have that looking back now to lead you to where you are now? No, 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 definitely not. I would say now, if I'm very, very honest, looking back to after we just... um, after we just became Chris and Wears, we had our agent, some people were asking us, so what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And back then, I wish I was wise enough to say, I don't know. Because looking back now, I didn't know. I was just saying everything. I want to dance and go here. That's a stupid, immature answer. It's not, but it's not someone who knows exactly what, where they want their career to go. Mm-hmm. You know? So you just say yes to everything. Yeah, yeah. And happy it, with the opportunities. Yeah, and where I was in, in that, at that point wasn't the place to say that. You need to half kind of know. Because even our agents weren't dancers. They didn't know how to nourish us and, 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 and bring us up as TV guys or help us in any way, you know? They were just like, yeah, we can get you this, we can get you that, we can get you those kind of gigs and have you travelling if that's what you want. But what's your plans here? What's your plans there? Do you want to get onto TV or would you be radio presenters? Would you do movies? And we just kept saying, oh, I don't know, or yeah, I'd love to, or I don't know. And that just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. We should have known more. Mm. It's only, it's only for me, really. It's only How can been, you though? And you're so young. It's true. You didn't know it was going to be that no, great. No, no. I mean, twenty years, twenty years old, running into quite a bit of money, a lot of work, and everyone wanting your attention. 
you know and I'd met someone at the time as well who I'd felt very much head over heels for so all that emotion of trying to become someone being in the limelight um, trying to hold a relationship and friends and family I think it was just all way too much for that age way too much for that age you know 20 years old yeah just even at 2021 20, I still was not 100% you know it's still a lot because in, in the industry I'm in you could be a dancer but you could still do a lot you could be a dancer you could be a backing dancer you could take that into so many things so many things I know people that have gone on to Cirque du Soleil um, into gymnastics all because it's all based some people have become hosts for event shows and whatnot. I know a friend has become a comedian but I used to dance with him you know it leads into the entertainment area mm. um, which at one point had me thinking what am I like ma kind of jack of all trades master of none it was a bit of a that's when I was in my down phase because I didn't know and it was in the last two years the last two three years have been a very big growth year for me and a very big realisation year because I realised a lot of the things that I wanted to do I refound the fire in me for like dance and my passion even into teaching just some of it all just started to dip a little bit mm. but then maybe because you weren't thrown like things thrown at you all the time yeah a bit more downtime to sit down and think yes the paper vision board out it's true it's true am i what i want to do it's true it's true it was it was literally about two three years ago i went for a, a very a very bad breakup um and that hit me like a ton of bricks i was in a very very dark place very very bad place and uh, a few friends of mine pulled me out a friend of mine got me to watch a movie um, that was a documentary just about positive thinking and, and changing how you think and keeping the mind. Yeah. That's know, what we like on this show. Oh, that's all I'm about. <laughs> it's all about mindset. It's all I'm about. It's all I'm about nowadays. Oh, great. Have you got another two hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can spare some, some. <laughs> um, but no, now yeah. It's big. No, it was, it was. It was the, the movie, The Law of Attraction. Oh, yeah, I the just secret. watched that again the other oh, day. I watch it all the time. Now. I was telling my boyfriend, like, you need to watch this. <laughs> for real, for real. I've made a few of my friends watch it. It changed my life. It changed everything. But the minute I watched that, I hit big realisation. I was like, wow, okay, cool. But do because obviously you watched that just recently. I'm going to talk really quick because yep. I've got to go to an ad at O'Clock. Cool. Um, but then do you kind of feel like now you know that information, that in some way you knew it before, but it just kind of happened? Yeah. Because yeah. obviously you've got all of those things. Yeah. You must have been attracting those things yeah. to your life, the way that you uh -huh. were, the mindset that you had. You yeah. just weren't aware of it. No, that is exactly it. That is it. I looked back and was like, right, that's why you got that. Because I always said to myself, I wanted certain things or I could see myself on that stage. So you're right. The minute When I watched that, I went, wow, I've half been using this already and not mm. even realised it. And it even says that in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it even says that. You've been using it, but you might not realise. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing to me? This movie's insane. <laughs> Oh, that's but, a good friend then yeah no yeah for real for real <laughs> she did she, she helped me out and then a lot of my friends kind of like all got together and helped me out in loads of different places you know and now I've got my morning rituals I write my 10 things I'm grateful for every morning I've got my vision board I make my bed every morning which I never used to do never used to do <laughs> now I can't leave the house until the bed's made mm -hmm. clear clear room clear mind you know yeah. and it helps all about how you start your day it, it helps like I can't tell you how even when I won got to dance at 20, okay, I won got to dance at 20, I had a baby not long after that, I had six years of a life, but the last two, three have almost been more meaningful and more insightful mm. than the six. Let's pause it right there, because that's a brilliant place to stop and come back to after this. <laughs> so guys on the radio, 91.8 Hayes, and we'll be right back after the local news. 
and get your questions in. We're on Facebook. Welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM. Uh, this is the Way She Radio Show. I'm Nicola Chan, and this is Chris from Chris and Wes. I'm saying this. You can't <laughs> see when you're on the radio, but we also have a Facebook Live going on. We've got Instagram Live going on. Um, Chris, what's your handle on Instagram if anyone wants to go on uh, there? Handle is Christopher underscore ND9. So that's at Christopher underscore ND9. So we had a couple of issues on Facebook. I was on my Weishi Radio page and now I'm on Nicola Chan page. So hello, everybody. I've I think there's more people on this page, actually. So get your questions in. Ask Chris some questions. We've had an amazing time already for an hour. If you've only just joined us, yep. heard all about Chris's story, how he got into dance, how he uh, won Britain... Britain's Got Talent, how he won Got to Dance. Just forgot me already. <laughs> oh no, something's happening here. Oh, what's go I got kicked off as well. Oh no, Instagram stop. I didn't know I had that going on at the same time. <laughs> but now we're talking Law of Attraction, the movie, The uh, Secret, all of the juicy mindset stuff. My life. Which is what I'm passionate about. I love talking about this on this radio show. Um, so let's just dive straight back into that. Cool. So we were talking about how sometimes the universe gives you mirrors, as in somebody will be sitting in front of you. They may be asking you advice about a certain problem. You're giving them advice and it's the stuff that you need to hear. And you're hearing yourself like, oh my God, I, I know this stuff. So this is just what I need to apply in my own life. Yeah. It's literally that, isn't it? It's something I need to take and just put into that situation. Mm. Or And it happens with everything. It happens in every, like, small aspect of life, whether it's, like, work, like, even small things as well. I've noticed walking down the street, I bump into a few more happier people that might want a conversation or they might just... I might bump into them accidentally with my arm and it'll be like, oh, no worries, like, thank you, sorry about that, rather than it being, like, a grunt or... You just... Things around you completely change, so you've got the more positive people around you or they're coming to your life a lot more. And it generally makes you happier mm -hmm. and makes your day just easier to, like, go about. It just, it's just the little things that I can't believe have changed. Even in the car, less road rage. <laughs> Sometimes I get cut up quite a lot and I'm a bit aggressive towards it, but it either happens less or I'm like, okay, and that person will actually say sorry, which happens rarely. Yeah. Um, I like to smile at people in road rage. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see how angry they are and I just, I just want to give them some, I have to try to not be sarcastic though because sometimes, you know... I'm going to say, yeah. that smile can come across <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can send me crazy. You smile at me, I'm like... It's all about how you behave, isn't it? How you yeah. react to things. Yes. So, like, yes. you could be two types of people sitting in a car. You're both in the same traffic. You can either see it as, you know, something to get angry about and, you know, there's nothing you can do about it or you mm. can just change your mindset. You can be positive. You're still in tra traffic either way. Yeah, literally, literally. One of the little things for me was stumping a toe out of bed or just stumping my toe in general, you know? Just stumping your toe. Everyone always gets angry when you stump your toe and you blame the chair or the step, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> always does, yeah? But now I stump my toe and laugh at myself stump my toe and just laugh at myself because at the end of the day it is your fault you didn't lift your foot high enough or you went too close to the chair mm -hmm. but whenever you get angry that sort of sends out that that negative pulse of oh agitated why does that keep happening to me da -da -da, da -da -da. but when I laugh at myself and just go about it either someone else in the house will laugh like my mum or my daughter Taya or one of my friends will laugh at me or but I just carry on but there's been times where I've stuck my foot and I've done something else and something else and you're just angry, angry and you get more aggravated mm. by it, you know? But Especially if it's that first thing in the morning, which is why those morning rituals are so good. That's it. Because if you stump your tie in the morning, you'd be oh, angry Gone. and then you, the whole day... You Gone. could be angry. <laughs> the day is finished. The day is finished. You're going to so have... So you were saying... I think you said, was it off air, when you said about making your bed in the mornings as part of your morning ritual because oh. once you do that, clear mind and then you can everything else goes yep. better. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I wake up in the morning, I try and get my cup of tea, make my bed, 
and as I'm putting my clothes on, brushing my teeth, making breakfast, I'll write just ten things on my list. I've, I've got it with me. It's, it's weird. I look like a crazy person because it's all the same page. <laughs> but it just says, I am grateful for my mum. I am grateful for the cup of tea she just bought me. I am grateful for my phone. I am grateful for my body. And no one needs to... They all sound silly, but they've all got a meaning, you know? Yeah. I'm grateful for the tea. No one needed to bring me a tea. I was grateful that someone bought me a tea. I'm grateful for my phone. Why? Because I can contact my friends and it gets me work. I'm grateful for my car because it gets me to and from work and I can see my friends. So it's not just, for me, it's not just writing down what I'm grateful for, but mm. writing down what I'm grateful for and why. Yeah, and I like the lessons. Like, this really bad thing happened to me, but I'm really grateful for the lesson I learned from that. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Because even I've learned, there's times where I've paused and then I realised what the lesson was. I didn't know it ten minutes ago. Does mm. that make sense? So I'll write it and then go, what the lesson... No, I did learn that. Yeah, I did learn that. And I've realised myself. And it, I just think self-awareness is really good. And I think, if it's, I think it's something a lot of people miss in today's, today's, today's society, you know? I think if people just took a minute to love themselves, look at themselves, think about their own actions a little mm. bit, you would genuinely be surprised at what goes on around you. But to a lot of people, this just sounds silly and like fairy talk and it's just silliness. But... If your formula isn't but working, there's no coincidence why a lot of successful people or happy people exactly think this way. Exactly, exactly. And if your formula <laughs> for you, if, if your formula in life isn't working right now, then shouldn't you change it? Mm-hmm. If you're complaining about your car, your job, your life, your friends, then shouldn't you change that? Mm, you I think know? change is the best thing, actually. Oh, change is life. I embrace change. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> real. Change is life. Like even um even as people I get stuck though, don't they? And they, they if you're in your comfort zone, aren't you? If yes, you don't change, yes, it's, it's quite happy there. And then you and. and safe yeah 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 and then then you're just in a rut because you're just comfortable with whatever and then i feel like everyone's just comfortable with getting up going to work coming home having dinner going to bed getting up going to work just that normal or life live for the weekend yeah blow it all out on the weekend then feel rubbish on monday yeah just repeat another cycle. i'm not about that life like there is much more to this world and to life mm. in general like if i don't like a job or if i don't like something i'm gone and i'll go and do something else not to sound ungrateful about it or whatever you know like but it just no I don't like to sit in environments that are clearly unhealthy for me mm-hmm. or sit around people that are clearly not my vibe or not on my level like no let's just not bother I'm losing here yeah I'm losing because I'm aggravated by it or I'm and also I'm, <clears throat> I don't know if you feel like this as well because you're quite high energy which I feel like I am as no. well to being a teacher <laughs> <laughs> if you are trying constantly to pick somebody else up or to change their life because it takes the, the own person to see it to change it doesn't yep, it you can only yep, change yourself yep. so you're constantly giving them that energy you're draining if, yourself yeah you end up drained yeah yeah you're draining I always yourself. feel like you just I have to go home and plug in you know yeah, <laughs> charge my own yeah I have to come home sit by myself watch my movie again mm. to rejuvenate myself again you know and even even again little things I've learnt is looking after myself more that sounds really stupid but like I get more haircuts more often. I might go and get a nice little shape up more often. I might go out and just get some new fragrances. Little things that I didn't look at too much before, I now take more care of. Mm-hmm. Or just look at more. And even if I thought, oh, that's not really me, try it. Just try it. I might end up liking it, you know? I never know. Like, there's so many things now that I've got myself involved in that I genuinely don't mind doing. I like going to places or sitting down and talking about certain things. Or even like, I love a shisha lounge and a little bit of Lebanese food. Oh, I'm love that nice conversation nice nice food especially after gym some of my favorite things because you just sit you just chat away different environment and it just again that environment of doing something different it releases the good chemicals in your body because you're doing something different so therefore it's fun so therefore you're happy and positive Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's just simple equations like i don't understand um 
uh, yeah, and the past two to three years where I've been, the countries I've been to because of just me changing something. So I think it was last year, uh, Wes unfortunately couldn't come to a certain job with me and I had to go and judge at a competition, but also I had to do a solo spot. So it's called Judges Showcase, just to show okay. the kids that you can still dance and you're still half decent. You can't be judging these kids and then, you know. Oh. Right, yeah. Plus it's a good little show. The kids want to see it. they do that. Oh, God, I think it's a good Sometimes idea. Sometimes I watch judges on things and I think, why are you judging that? Like, can you do can that? Can you do that? Yeah. Can you still do that? I understand <laughs> that was you 20 years ago. That was yeah. 20 years ago, yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Some judges have definitely got their credentials and don't need to, like, they're enough. Um... But, uh, yeah, so Wes unfortunately couldn't come, so I had to go by myself. And this is when I sort of, like, launched myself. This is when it was a bit of, right, let's launch Christopher. Everyone knows Chris and Chris and Wes, because I felt I was losing a bit of me mm -hmm. in terms of, oh, you're Chris and Chris and Wes. Oh, you're that guy. You're that ginger guy. You dance, don't you? <laughs> that's a typical one. Um, <laughs> so typical. So I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's me, and it's nice, but, okay, so who am I now? Because if that's all I am... Mm. what is that uh, that's just a, a name and a person and also if that's your identity then if you lose that who are you who, are, who am I you know yeah. so I made the decision last year to sort of start my own stuff up and then do a bit of Christopher mm. D hence why we're here today so this is me Christopher D all my stuff at the moment all my other pages is Christopher D stuff um, so who are you <laughs> <laughs> we're all fun. it's been fun it's been fun I'm just you know what it is I'm just a big ball of big ball of life and energy I like to make people happy I like to make them smile. I like to, I like to make them try and make them see the different sides of life. I hate the word can't. I was at a panto recently, and one of the dancers said to me, "I can't do an aerial." I said, "Stop," and she went, "What?" I said, "She went, I can't do." It. I said, "Stop saying can't." I went, "Do you know you can't?" She went, "I've tried." What's went, an aerial? Sorry, I actually explained to my. So imagine a cartwheel with mm -hmm. no hands. Okay. Yeah? So you're in the air. You yeah, run yeah. and just boom. And it's a cartwheel but no hands. <laughs> Scary trick because you're looking at the floor and it's like that close the whole mm. time. It's my favourite trick because it's dangerous. Um, <laughs> and um, and I was like, guarantee you, give us one week and I'll have you doing an aerial. And she's like, no, Chris, it's going to take me forever. I can't. I'm going to stop saying the word can't. In four days, I had to do an aerial. And she literally said to me, sent me a message at the end of Panto, thank you so much, Chris. You, you helped me change the way I think because of that one trick. And all I did was teach her a trick. Now, if, if I truly have helped her change the way she thinks, imagine what the next few bits of her life could be like if she now thinks, no, I can. Because mm. last year she would have gone, I can't do that audition. Yeah. And now she might go, no, I can do that audition. And then she gets that job. And then she ends up like my friend Shay doing end up jobs now, Stomp and Thriller. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. One word change and one mind change could change how your whole next year to two, three, four, five years turns out. Yeah. Like I said to Shay, look at him now. He's, he's been travelling for years. He's been to every continent like three or four times. That is outstanding. You know? Outstanding. So it all comes down to just trying to be... I, I, I want to be me. I want to inspire people. I want to push people. But I also want to be on stage still myself. I'd love to be in a movie. Don't ask me why. I just could see that happening. Either a comedy scene or a fight scene. I'd love to do a fight mm, scene. I could even see you doing, um, what do you call it? Like um, stunt work. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Do you Let's do parkour go. as well? I don't actually go and do it, but I'm just that crazy guy. I'll happily run, mm. jump, spin off something. And <laughs> Freestyle your own version, make yeah. it dancey. Let's do it, man. <laughs> exactly. I want to make up my own flex. It's Christopher D. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, I, I could jump off a building onto a big pillow. I'm up for that. So these the, the last three years, you were saying, so obviously you've done the show yes. and you had this big whirlwind of emotions and everything was, yes. was going on for you. Crazy. And then mm. it's like slowed down a little bit for you. You got into a bit of personal development. You watched The Secret. Yeah. Yeah, Are there any other yeah. books that you read along that way as well? No, do you know what? It was... It, I, I'm not a big reader. I'm not a big reader at all. I love 
there's certain books that have caught my attention, but I've never, <clears throat> excuse me, got the whole way through. And I just think that's just me. I just think didn't I'm. Use a button. No, <laughs> I should have. I was gonna. I was gonna use it, but I didn't use it. <laughs> um, I think uh, I'm just more of a visual person. I'm more of an action, per- like an active person. So I like a movie. I like a series. A video of someone talking about something inspirational is better mm. than me reading it. Yep. You know. Um, I just take more to it. I can take more from it. I can feel it more. I can understand people's voices when they're speaking and their emotion and how they speak. So I believe them. Yeah. If I'm reading it, I can just go into that. This person did this and yeah. that. You know, that's just me. That's just me who I am. So, um, yeah, there was a big down phase after the breakup and moving back to my mum's house, and it hit me that I've had like five years of all this positive, positive things, and I've had a crazy journey, but I wasn't happy. I was like, how can I have been on this journey and visited these countries? I'd been to Vegas, I'd been to Ayanapa, I jumped out of a plane, I'd swam with sharks. Wow. I'd had a baby. Like, how am I not actually happy? That's wrong. Something's wrong, you know? Um, and it, I hit rock bottom. After that breakup and that realisation, I hit rock bottom. I'd never been so low in my life. I didn't want to go outside, didn't want to see my friends, I didn't want to go anywhere, I didn't want to do anything. And it was that movie, the people around me, and I just gave up. I said, you are not going to get to the, the places you want. You're not going to reach the targets you want to reach. You're not going to be the person you want to be. You're not going to be an inspiration. You're not going to be anything. Unless you get yourself up, get out of this room, fix the hell up, and just do it. You've got people around you that will guide you. They're not always going to be there for you because not everyone's there for you always when you need them. Mm-hmm. Friends will be there to support you. Yes. You could holler them. They might not come for an hour or a day because they're busy. They've got their own lives to do. You can't get angry at that, you know? Yeah. But, but you're there for you. Right. So as long as you've got you there, you've got your mind, that's enough. It's step one. Conquer step one, step two will become available. Conquer step two, step... And so on and so on. And now I am living life. I am good. I put up a note before Christmas on my vision board with two of my friends, um, two of my very closest friends, Cheryl and Pip. Um, shout out. Um, <laughs> um, and they... Uh, one of the post-it notes we put on my board was visit five new countries before the end of 2019. We are in January and I've already got three countries in the diary ready to go to, which weren't even booked yet. But it had to be as Christopher Dean, not as Chris and Wes. Mm-hmm. And literally, things started happening. So these are opportunities. It's not you going on yep. holiday. It's yep. you going there dancing. Me going there dancing. And don't get me wrong, I can't complain. My job takes me away around the country and around the world. It's, it's a holiday to me. As I'm working, it's a holiday. Mm. I tried to pack for a holiday last year. My mum came in and said, you don't know how to pack for a holiday. You're packing for work. Why do you need this, 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 this? Because <laughs> I don't go on holiday. Um, so, do, you, do, you, do you ever relax? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I do. No, I do. I like my evenings. I go home, chill. I like my series. I like my movies. I like my PlayStation with my boys. So I have my evenings, you know? Um, but sometimes I have classes that I go to. So it's, it's tit for tat. A little bit here and there. Um... I have forgot my train of thought. So do you go to classes <laughs> as well as a participant? Do you go to get inspired by other instructors? Yes, something I haven't done enough in the past three to four years is go to classes. I'm actually supposed to be going to a class tonight with a friend of mine. Um, it's going to be my first class in about four or five years, so it's nerve-wracking times. Um, but uh, it, it's something that I would advise more up-and-coming people to do and even people in my situation who might have some sort of their name for themselves whether it be a little bit old now or new i would advise them to always go and because your world always needs inspiring you know like our vision the way i used to dance has now become old and the way i'm dancing now i'm keeping up with them does that make sense but i know dancers out there that are still stuck in their ways back then and they're wondering why their school's not popular or people don't want to work with them Again, if your chemical's not working, bruh, change it up, mm. you know? Um, 
So, on that note. Yeah. Hello, welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM, the Weishi Radio Show with myself, Nicola Chan, and my special guest, Chris from Chris and Wares. What's happening, people? Hi, Lindsay, who's on Facebook. Uh, those of you who are just listening on the radio, we've also got a Facebook Live going on on yep. my page, Nicola Chan. I also have the Weishi Radio page. We were on live earlier, so you can catch the beginning of the interview, um, but it cut off for some reason. But don't worry, because all of my shows I turn into a podcast. We chop out all of the adverts, so um, you can just listen to all the juicy stuff um and we're back we're so back. we were talking about mindset before yeah, vision yeah, yeah. boards nice. and what chris has been doing for the last three years nice. finding out who chris is without wes um like as a person and into his personal development journey yeah 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 just exploring the journey of life and having fun and you were it. saying you've got some countries <clears throat> that you're going to coming up yeah so my post uh, last year that i put on the board was to visit five new countries before 2k19 um and we've already got italy on the books we've got jordan um and beirut which is in the middle east and we're going to barcelona which is a personal favorite i've been dying to go there so i can't wait for that one how do you feel like going to these other countries is the style of dance different are the teachers different yeah sometimes yeah yeah sometimes the style of dance is similar but it's sometimes in some places some countries it's almost a little bit dated they're just using some of the more old school moves just because okay. they haven't really caught up yet which is quite mm -hmm. weird sometimes because you just think with social media think, and internet that's what i was gonna say is it yeah. because of the internet and social it, media it and must be it must be because I went to some places thinking, oh yeah, they'll know about this or know about that, and I was like, okay, it's a little bit different here. They're using that old school move that I used to use when I was younger, which is not bad. That's fine. Mm. It just reminds you, you know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's sometimes uh, nice to bring things back. Yeah, yeah, because then I'm there going, yes, that move. I used to, I love mm. that move. You know, I don't see it anymore. I see the floss and it gets on my nerves. <laughs> it's a fun move, but not as a dancer. All right, guys, you're yeah. not a dancer if you can floss. I used to love that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so did I. I think it's a funny move. <laughs> Oh man! Um, but, but also, I'm thinking about the going to other countries and having mm. different languages. So, would you say, like, dance, for example, is like a universal language? Yes, yes, a hundred percent. I have had more interaction with strangers, and I've seen more interaction with young people. And this is this is what got me with dance. I saw more interaction with young people. Now, imagine I go to things that are world championships. Yes, yeah? so it is every culture every color in these rooms every sizes in these rooms and i'm seeing kids not judge and i'm seeing kids hug and talk and make best friends come back to my area and i'll see people cross the street to avoid another culture when i can see kids that are getting past it mm. so dance is more than a universal language it genuinely genuinely brings people together now look at me i'm a very odd and diverse person i get people come up to me sometimes and say are you really ginger you mix race with dark hair like you're confusing i go i know <laughs> i know it's great um so i i know what it's like to get judged get looked at and be looked at a bit strange you know so when i became a dancer i think that's why i loved it so much because it was such an acceptance or i walked in and for once wasn't judged off my look I wasn't judged as being a typical light-skinned guy or mm. just another how guy do you feel about that then like you said before that you were bullied by some people oh I hate bullies um, to be fair some of, some of my childhood bullies was funny because it was all because I was ginger so that, looking back at it now it was all funny and it was just typical kid stuff um, some, some of my football, day, football days were a bit harder because I played uh, in a predominantly white area so some of the comments I used to get on the football pitch were uh, very 
odd and crazy remarks of, of you know trying to insult my Caribbean colour, my Caribbean culture, um, which being a young age in the end just resulted in me fighting. This was just a, a, a place I struggled with as a child. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand why you're calling me a monkey or you're saying get off the pitch, you dirty. Di I, just, I didn't understand it. I wasn't even angry. I just didn't understand it because I was too young. And then when I got older and understood it, I was still angry as well, you know? So then moving away from football into dance, where no one judged me at all, and there was, wasn't just majority of one, it was very, so mixed. So, do people so, judge on their skills, though? Say that again. Do they judge? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, in dance. So maybe you weren't judged because you were great at your skill. Maybe that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe, but even then, because there was times where I danced and didn't feel good enough, and then when I was good, I was getting props from other people. So I was like, "Whoa, is this because I'm good again?" So you see, I've always had this thing of feeling like I wasn't good enough, and then I did something, and now I am. Mm. So my trust in certain people and the way they look at humans is very—I'm just skeptical because I'm just like, "Stop it." stop it like let's just talk or let's just do this together or let's yeah. just enjoy how do you know when you're good enough then do you have to just judge yourself and not worry about what other people say yeah yeah like if we <clears throat> it, like, it was like the performance I spoke to you about earlier where I had to go on I had to go on stage and do a solo performance as Christopher D by myself now my friends know how big a deal this was to me because I haven't been on stage by myself for about 7 to 10 years remember got to dance I was a duo that was a six, seven year career still going. Mm. That's a duo. So did that get comfortable then as well? Having yeah. somebody with you all Yeah, the time? I think it did because I was absolutely myself when I had to go and do a solo. Mm. I was really worried. I asked my friends, I was like, guys, I don't know if I could do this. Am I good enough? You, you feel like you lo lost your right arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just lost a bit of or whatever side confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. He's on the right. Um, yeah, so I, I just, yeah, I just lost a bit of edge. I just lost a bit of edge. You know, I just felt like some people were like, do you feel like you can't do this? Because you still can, you know. You're not, you're not, you're not less because he's not there. You're just down a man, you know. Mm. It's just a visual difference. It's not like a difference in any way. You're not a worse dancer without him. It doesn't make sense, Chris. Stop being silly. Um, I remember doing that performance and I come off stage feeling like a million dollars. I was adrenaline was pumping. Um, I got loads of people come back to me and say that was really good. I enjoyed your piece. But there were people that I I looked up to some of the judges who I wanted them to come and applaud the, the performance and they didn't. So this is a point where the mind kicks in because I started to go, damn it, damn it, like, damn, man, it wasn't good enough. So I could have gone negative and put myself in a hole and thought bad of myself. And I thought, no, 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 it's fine. It means you've got to come back harder. Go home, train, come back with a better piece. So in March, we've got British Championships. I've got to do a solo piece again. So we'll try and get some of them to turn their heads again. Okay. Hence why I do some of my and pieces. And this is you doing a solo again? Solo again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo again in March at a British Championship. So that'll be in front of a good four or five thousand people. So what will be the, the time that you're dancing? Uh, so that is just a judges showcase. That can be anywhere from up to about like a minute to two minutes. It's just a quick showcase. And they have about 50 judges there. So you're getting a repeat of... You've seen a lot. There's not enough time to give you a good piece or whatever. Um, plus as well, it comes down to budget as well. Because if the, every judge is going to put on a piece... They need to be able to pay judges for their judging time and then their, their, their actual performance time. So it, it just cuts into so much time as well because you've got four or 5,000 kids there mm -hmm. that got to do their comp. So it's just nice just to do a quick showcase. And then we have other events dotted around London that some of my people run their companies and stuff. So at any one time, like how many dance routines do you have to have in your head? Uh, right now I've got one, two, three, four and a half in my head. Four and a half. There's four and a half routines in my head, yeah. <laughs> and I need to make two more
I like next week. How do you keep them separate and they don't like merge into each other? They do. <laughs> nah, sometimes you end up taking moves from one routine and you put it into another, which is a pet hate of mine. So I don't like things looking the same. I don't mind it if it was the point of the routine, but I don't mm. want to look too, too similar. Um, so that's when I find myself uh, changing the song. Like I might go from a really high octane, fast, energetic song to a really slow song. So that song, to the high song, I would do counts. So it'd be like one, two, three, four, five, and six, seven, and eight. Whereas the slow song, I might dance to the lyrics. So it's not even, it's not, I can't even count to that because whatever she sings or he sings mm. is how I'm going to flow or move or step yep. or jump or spin, you know? Um, so it all comes down to what I want to create and how I want to create it. Obviously, if I'm teaching, I'll try and make my routines a specific way to appeal to all the students so they can have a good time as well as dance. Mm -hmm. But if I'm making a company piece, it's going to be very, very, very regimented and I'm, I'm, you're not going to like me because I want it to look pristine. It needs to look clean. Okay, you must be a very hard judge then. But I'll ask you about that in a moment cool. and about your teaching after this break. Be right back. Welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM. Myself, Nicola Chan, and my special guest, Chris, from Chris and Wes. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we were just talking about Chris's up-and-coming dance classes that he's got going on in the area. Whoop, we can whoop. add those onto the What's On after the local news. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you about teaching, actually. So what is it like going from being a student, doing all of these uh, performances, to then becoming a teacher? Um, that yeah. transition, what's that like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I was a little bit lucky because I, I ended up teaching before I was performing. Um, I never in a million years thought I would be a teacher. That is, if any of my my teachers from high school were listening, they wouldn't believe that I've become a teacher. Um, but I, I, again, I've I've kind of been a little bit good with kids. Just always been a little bit good with kids, and so just teaching them kind of came natural, but it still had its challenges. So I was teaching in primary schools and community centres in Hayes straight before performing. So I think I gained a bit of know how there. Um, but then going out and performing for so long and coming back to it, it was different because I'm not just Chris now. I was Chris from Chris and Wes. So teaching was a little bit different as well. Mm -hmm. um, I had one kid cry for 10 minutes because she was just in my class. She was just here. <laughs> so she just cried. I gave her a hug. She cried even more. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to make you cry more. Just come into the class. She said, no, it's fine. It's fine. I was like, okay. As long as you're okay. Um... But no, yeah. That's when the adults do that. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, listen, you get, you, get, you get some funny adults. You get some funny well, adults. Mums, probably. <laughs> you do, you do. The adults do. Yeah, the kids don't even want to be there and they're like, yeah, you're going to I've had dad say, move, hold the camera. I'm coming for a picture and <laughs> leave the kids standing there. It's great. Oh, it's great. Even the mum says sometimes, can I get a picture just to make my little girl jealous? She can't see me. She's, she's like on stage or something and the mums will come and get a picture just to make their kids jealous. I think that's great. So I go worse and I give the mums a big hug or something or put my leg around them for the fun of it. <laughs> oh yeah, I make it worse. I make it worse. It's all fun, you know? It's all fun. Um, but uh, teaching, teaching has always had its challenges. I've, I've, now, now I'm starting to enjoy teaching just older people because I just spent so many years teaching young, young kids. I was in a lot of primary schools, community centres. I've got my own child now. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, teaching's, teaching's just fun. I like seeing someone's face when they've learnt something new, especially kids because we do a lot of tricks and breakdancing. So I had one boy who I taught for a year recently, a year or two years, um, who his mum walked in and said he had two left feet. This is little Harvey. Um, and uh, he couldn't dance. He, he, he come into class and he cried because he was so scared just to dance. Took him two lessons to stop crying, two more lessons to stand up. By the fifth lesson, he was next to me learning. 
four months later i had him on the beckfield stage with the rest of the company doing performances wow. a year later i had him in the crew he auditioned got into the crew so he's now not mine i've built him now opened him and showed him a door he walked through he now travels with the crew up and down the country winning trophies at all these championships that i used to go to Amazing. and he's now winning trophies that are, are half his size like literally um before christmas he did i think it was a, i think it was a h&m advert um so yeah just that makes me happy being a teacher and knowing that can happen mm. and he's he, he's a lot younger than me and already could be starting a career <sighs> amazing done my job's done yeah tick box ticks you know like, it feels good that's what feels good um i just like a vibe of a happy room i'm a bit of an after party thrower if i admit it if there's any more party going on and it ends too early i'm the one that goes after party in my house yep. just to carry on <laughs> just to carry on you know um guilty as charged so um i like a nice vibe i like being in a room where everyone wants to learn or where everyone wants to be there yeah yeah that's the key wants to be there you know not just forced to be there like after school club the parents just put me in after school club um and then the kids don't want to be there and mess around for so long mm. um people want to come and dance and keep fit and have a good time you generally just find it can be a good vibe especially with me you've got no choice it's going to be a good vibe yeah. <laughs> that's what i love about teaching as well teaching fitness it may be that you went in there for a certain reason but yet you get something else out of oh. it and you get that community everybody knows each other yeah yeah and, and then they you enjoy the you kind of find energy. that everyone yeah that's it the energy's good like you kind of find that everyone kind of becomes friends a bit as well without yeah. being outside friends you're kind of like oh how you, how's your week been da -da -da, da -da -da, X, Y, Z, Z. Um, at the class I used to teach in Uxbridge a few years ago some of the girls were never dancers and they just came because they knew Chris from Chris and Wes were putting on classes they ended up coming to two classes and then they fell in love with dance and it, they've generally messaged me saying we're going to come back to your classes because we haven't danced since you've left and dance made me more confident I gained more friends I'm now doing something in uni I never thought I could do I've done this I've done that and they are very shy people mm. I knew them and met them they were shy people yeah. now they're close to me and they're out there and outrageous and they say thank you so much like my life has changed and I'm like all it was was a dance class yeah it was one dance class if that can change someone's mind or perception then whoa we need to think about things mm -hmm. we need to get more going people you know okay let's pause for a little break very short yeah. one Welcome back to 91.8 Hayes FM. This is the last piece of the show now. Um, so I hope you're still listening in. Um, Better be. We have people still on Facebook Live. Obviously, it's the afternoon, isn't it? They've got yeah. work to do and things yeah, like that. But, you know, it's, it's on the... Um, it'll be on a podcast afterwards so you can listen to it then and Good you can times. tune back in and hear everything that you missed. So we were mm -hmm. talking about bodies giving in. Yeah. Saying, yeah, you said, don't say that. <laughs> don't put it out there. You're right. Chris was talking about doing um, other work and he's done some... He's had some opportunities to publicly speak and present shows yeah. um, and I was saying just because I had the same experience actually being a teacher obviously doing stuff with your body to yeah. then going from that to then public speaking and I'm yeah. standing there behind a mic and a I'm mic. like um, I can't hide by what I'm doing with my body now this yeah, is me this, this is, is me. the real me it's not like the hats that I'm wearing <laughs> the as, panic as is a kicking teacher in. and all these people are looking at me <laughs> But you're it saying is. that you, you found that fine. I, I don't know what it was. I kind of enjoyed it. Maybe it was because I'd been performing for a few years before that. You know, I'd done a good six, seven years of performing on stages before speaking. Um, and I remember before I was even christened where sometimes my teacher could tell I was a speaker or like speaking. So she made me sometimes come out and do the intro to the show at the Beck Theatre. So I had a little teensy bit of a taste of what it was like. Mm. But I was comfortable there because it was just in front of the parents that I knew. Um, and then when me and Wes got into the teachings of it, we kept being put behind a camera. So I, I think I got built into it quite easily. So when I got an audience, I love the vibe of an audience. Yeah. I love when they scream, not scream for me, but just scream because it gives me an adrenaline boost and I want to go wild on stage. Yeah. So I, I kind of just <laughs> melt into it a bit. Not that you can tell. So that what is quite often the uncomfortable zone for a lot of people, that's yeah. your comfort zone. Yeah, so yeah. So when are you out of your comfort zone? 
what challenges you right now uh, I don't know if I ever had to go in the jungle that would be a challenge <laughs> if I ever had to deal with bugs and whatnot, that would be a challenge um, there's a few fears I think that would challenge me little things I, I can't even think exactly but it sounds bad but reading the book would be a challenge that sounds so silly to say but that would actually challenge me to sit there and actually try and read it and get, mm. stuff, out, get stuff out is of it is it the sitting still yeah yeah, if my barber tells me, Chris, man, if I sit still right now, and I have to sit still, <laughs> to sit still. when he does the top part of my hair, because I, I, I struggle to sit still. Do you do meditating or anything like that? I've only recently started to explore that, again, with the whole law of attraction and the secret and whatnot. I've started to explore um, them areas. I've put a bit of music on sometimes and let my thoughts run away and see where it brings me to and what things it highlights and I think about most, and then I'll try and focus on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just in a good place of just exploring life and exploring my... Um, fears and what am I not fears but I'm in a bit of a fe- non-fearful place because I'm tired of just worrying I'm tired of just being worried about what ifs what buts my nerve like what if I go into an audition just stop what if I go on stage and mess up stop like I just cut myself short of worries and just go because mm. I just enjoy life more so these things are still coming up for you oh yeah all the auditions and places that people would normally get scared of or yeah. nervous yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I- you're just doing it now just used no, to no. it I, do you know actually here's well, what's your strategy for that here's a scare when I ever get when I ever get an audition it says can you come to the audition and read a piece can you read this off the script I'm now I'm I'm on the toilet I'm scared I'm scared because I might mess up I don't want words or if I've got enough time I will try and learn that entire script in my head I would literally and one time I did it and they went have you learned the whole script in your head and I was like yeah <laughs> and they went wow and I was like listen if I tried to have the thing here I'd mess it up reading it in front of yeah. me you know what I mean um, so yeah I've, I've got to find my way if I panic too quick that can put me in a bad a bad little mind frame um, so I always just try to do things that make me happy listening to music really calms me down so I quickly throw on my headphones and just try and forget about things because I feel like clearing your mind helps you focus on something you need to yeah. focus on <clears throat> but I never knew how to clear my mind. So music. Do you feel helps. like also because in a like backstage audition environment, you've got lots of other people and all of their nerves and their energy is like crazy oh. to just oh. get your headphones on and just be within yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just just to have my own little bubble for a minute, you know. Um, <clears throat> to be fair, in dance, one of my fears was my physical look, how I looked, because I'm not a tall guy and I haven't been a big guy, and I was actually a lot slimmer back in the day. And one of the auditions I went to, they were like, right, it's a topless audition. The piece is topless. You've got to go on stage at the Brit Awards, which I was like, oh, yes, mm. um, but you've got to be topless. I was like, don't care, let's go. Walked into the audition, saw these muscle-bound guys doing press-ups, sit-ups, hands-to-hands, holding themselves on one hand, like, looking ripped. And I was like, oh, man, then it kicked in. It all kicked in, full doubt. I had no belief I was going to get the job. I had no belief I even looked in good a shape. Um, um, still, still did it. Still did the, did the audition, took my top off when they asked me to, did the audition, didn't get the job, and she specifically said, dance-wise, you got the job. Body-wise, I need you to be a little bit bigger or be a bit more ripped. So I was oh. like, oh, okay, interesting. And that's why you get 10,000 no's before you get a yes. You can be a good enough dancer, mm-hmm. but the look goes to it sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like, sometimes they want five blonde girls, and you've got your redhead or a dark head. You could be an amazing dancer, but yeah. they want five blonde girls. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Um... So, uh, uh, yeah, the two years ago when I was during my rebuild phase, I said to myself, right, try and find some of the old Chris where you was happy, healthier, 
maybe a little bit more wiser in places just in terms of how you thought about things and then find it with a new twist so my whole past two three years have been a rebuild of an old chris mix of a lot of new and trying all these new things in life and exploring different cultures different places different foods different activities anything i did i've just tried to change it up and mm. be different with it just going back to that bit there where you talked about body image as well because that's mm. something i talk about a lot mm. but i'm interested to know if you ever felt like you needed to change yourself yep. to be like everybody else and was there a moment that you felt like do you know what i am who i am and what different about me is what's great about me yeah yeah okay um it was again during that whole that whole downtime two three years ago that breakup i turned around and i was like right you can't just change you're you're at rock bottom you've got to change everything your look your some of your persona don't change who you are too tough because that's that's dangerous but your look i changed everything how i ate my clothes and i went to the gym a lot more i've always been quite a gym person but now i took it real serious i was regimenting myself to a diet i really made sure i went on certain days and did the certain routines and did them well thought about the technique not just went for the sake of going you know um and uh i did it for a few reasons some for myself and some for the world because i wanted to test if i'm very honest i did i did want to test um I, i wasn't in a very confident place at all so my confidence with women was also not confident at all so i said right change all this up and see if it changes you and see if the women's situation changed not because i wanted women i just wanted to see what areas are going to change if i do this so i noticed them mm-hmm. i want to notice what change is going to happen around me rather than just change and not see what's changing does that make sense yeah and before i knew it it did i was like wow and i did it in i did it in a spiteful way because i wanted to go well no now because you're only here because of this again yeah. that change you know but i didn't do it in a disrespectful way i just did it in a way that it didn't need to i don't need you Mm. you know i cut that people up person off because you was negative then so you're gonna be negative now you're only back because you've seen something you like yeah. so I I cut a lot of people do that in the gym <laughs> right <laughs> it's motivation yes yes but i i then i learned to to i learned to then work out in the gym for me and just just keep looking good because mm. i liked how certain clothes now fit certain t-shirts i wouldn't wear I was like, no, I'll try this now. It doesn't look too bad, you know? I'd wear shorter shorts on holiday, which was a big thing for me at one point. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it opened... As well as it, as well as I got the answers I was looking for, it gave me answers that I weren't even asking questions to yet. Mm. So, again, another op- an eye-opener, you know? It's interesting, though. So, obviously, you had that experience at auditions, so it's mm. people being judged on the way that they look and their skill and everything else. So that's mm. a very high-pressured environment. But how do you feel about social media in terms of body image and that affecting you the way that you look? I'm not... I, I don't know if it's me, but I just... For social media, I think it's a little bit easier for men. Because I don't think... Well, me personally, I don't see too many males plastering their bodies across social media as much as women. In some cases. Mm -hmm. Especially as a dancer as well. A lot of women are doing their new photos for their their gigs. So they're making all their new photos. So their new photos can be quite revealing as well, you know. Um, But I just... There were times where I would see certain guys and be like, Oh, I want to be like that. I want to be that big or I want to get to that size or I want to be him. And then I just quickly, again, shut that off because I'd seen the dangers of it from being a teacher. I've had kids come up to me and go, I feel like this and it's because yeah. of social media. So luckily I kind of saw dangers and was a little bit older. I feel like kids and teenagers suffer here big time, yeah. big time because um, it's all they have, you know. Um, so for me, I was, I'm, I've, I was already in a mindset strong enough not to let that, that stuff get to me. It, it gets to me with... Uh, jobs. So if I see other people do a job I want to do, then I'm like, ah. Oh. Then it gets to me a bit because I wanted to be there. How do you not compare yourself to them then and instead be I inspired? Do. We're all human. I have my days where I hate that person for 10 minutes. I won't yeah. like that picture. But then 
and then they come up to you and they're really nice. Yeah. Like, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I like them, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or even ten minutes later, I just sit there and think, Chris, don't be like that. Don't <laughs> let your thing get to you, man. You liked that piece. Yeah. You but thought we're not it was perfect, though. That's it's, it. It's because you're aware now. I'm aware now. You get the chance to change it. Yes. Yes. So even even when I say to myself, I'm having that. No, I won't like that picture. I know I'm having this moment. But I'll wait. Calm yourself down. Mm. Go back and like the picture. Show some love and support because you're not going to get the love and support unless you give. Does that also make you understand people then how they've been negative towards you yep. with your success and everything as yep. well? Yep, yep, yep. It, it, I just turn it into because I've even had friends come back and, and admit. Do you know what? I, I kind of hated you for a minute, not because of what you did, because you were further in life than I was. And I'm sorry that I hated you. And I said, no, it's cool. It's totally cool because I actually understand why you hate me. Because mm. even I was a bit shocked at where my life got to compared to where you were. And then you end up like, damn, man, we had the same mindset. Yeah. And then you're really cool, that person. You end up down for a drink somewhere or going out for lunch, you know? So now it's just about controlling my mindset. And whatever anyone says to me, try to understand where they've come from or try to understand why they're there, why yeah, their, their mind's there. Of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it might not be you the enemy is. You just, they're just quickly putting it on you because the first thing that's come to them or, you know, you, you're the quick trigger. So now I just try and talk to them or get away. We're not all perfect. I have my days where I kick off. I have my days where I don't want to do anything. I had one last week. I was supposed to go to the gym, rehearsals, and a meeting. None of it happened. I felt down. I felt uh, um, unappreciated. I, I felt like I couldn't dance and couldn't get to the goals I wanted to get to. Three of my friends were like, "Chris, what's wrong with you?" Da da da. da. And I was like, "I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it." I was really down, Nicola, for a good day, 24 hours of pure down. Woke up next day, said, "Get out of this rut right now." get out of this rut did my watch my movie wrote my list had my breakfast went to the gym went to the studio my friend ashton come with me and spurred me through the studio to get our next piece film recorded and put it online and it got loads of good comments and loads of good feedback and then i felt fine again amazing yeah but that day that day was killer in some ways that's like the best thing you've said in this whole interview <laughs> okay okay obviously there's been a lot of amazing stuff but you're so yeah. full of energy you're so passionate mm. you're so positive and that's great for people to be inspired by but yeah. then to know that actually no you want to hit the downs you have a day like that mm. and that's okay because someone might be listening and they're having that day today yes to yes, know that, yes yeah you've got tomorrow oh my god you've Pick got tomorrow. yourself up tomorrow yeah yeah and don't feel bad as well if your day's going bad right now and you're thinking oh but there's still hours in the day let your day be bad. Mm. Today is not a good day. Stay at home. Cancel everything. Let it run. Let the bad day run. You know, don't try and fight it because mm. it just gets worse and you get more angry. Yeah. Let the bad day run. Go to That's bed. Start again. For real, it works sometimes. Mm. We're all human. <laughs> I'm just a ginger one. <laughs> so finally, we're on the last five minutes of the show. I okay. could talk to you for ages. You go to my gym, so you know. <laughs> we'll catch up. <laughs> we'll talk more mindset, I'm sure. For real. Um, and I'm definitely going to be joining your dance classes. But tell us yes. when are they? Who can get involved? How can we get involved? Okay, guys. So we have got classes starting on the 25th of February down at Flex Fitness, which is based in Uxbridge. It is up the right-hand side of Subway, just in case you don't know or do know. Classes are on a Monday's Monday nights, 7 till 8 will, will be 14 to 17 years old. Um, so that's 7 till 8 is 14 to 17 and then 8 till 9 will be our 18 plus class the first class is a bit more intermediate advanced and the second class is more for beginners foundation but really guys it's all about people just coming down and enjoying a vibe and a room together so please come down amazing is there a particular style of dance 
we're mainly focusing on street and hip hop, but in the inside those two, there is a big variety of stuff. There's mm. a big variety of different dances that we'll just go through. We're all here just to make some nice choreography, some nice pieces that will teach you to dance, but teach you to have a good time as well. So that's what I want to know as well. Like, do you build it up throughout the class? So at the end, you're doing a bit of choreography, and you're like, "Wow, I can do this." Yeah, 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 yeah. The class will consist of a warm up at the beginning, and then literally dive into a routine straight away. And I'll teach you step by step, probably four counts at a time. So one, two, three, and four, or one and two and three and four because it does and it's quicker <laughs> and then some people make that face and go that was too quick and I go it's cool it's cool again we've got an hour and I'll run it oh, and run it and yeah that's fine that's fine I will build them up we start slow yeah yeah we start slow and I've then done we build that before up. actually in a class I really yeah. feel like I'm getting it they've got slow music on then they're like now fast music what's going on I'm doing that to you I'm doing that to you I'm doing that to you but it's all good because sometimes I do a routine over two weeks I'll teach the first part of it week one second part of it week two and then we put the two together at the end of week two and then just have fun with it for the last 20 minutes hmm. so I'll, mm. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. I've got you. Good. Sounds good. Good times. Um, that's what I was going to say as well. So you're doing that choreography. Do, are you going to do some dance classes that are just like ad hoc where you just go a bit like Zumba where you're just yeah. following the moves and yeah. it's not something you learn. So if you miss a week, you're not going to miss out on yeah, totally. any of the moves of choreography. Yeah, totally. Sometimes we'll do a, in our case, we call it a groove class. So it's just literally grooves, which literally are the same kind of sort of thing as Zimba. Just get you moving. Just get you moving and just get your body. Sometimes we'll do a groove class, but we'll throw in some teensy bit of choreo. Just to change it up and get your mind just sort of like, not so easy. If something's mm. too easy, you're not progressing, you're not learning, you're not growing. So yeah. throw some things in there. Oh, yeah, that's coming. You know, just to challenge you a little bit every now and again. Yeah. But it'll be a good vibe and it'll be good fun. Sounds amazing. Good times. Is there anything else that you want to say before we leave? Um, we did. I did have a bunch of questions, but we've been talking so <laughs> yeah. much I didn't get to answer them. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all good. I'm sure we might do it again sometime. Um, just thank you for having me, really. Um, You're welcome. Thanks for being on the show. No, I've loved every minute of it. Um, if anyone wants to try and grab me, Instagram is uh, Christopher underscore ND9. Uh, Facebook is Chris Donnelly. Snapchat is C Donnelly90. Donnelly is spelled D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y, just in case. All right. If you write those down for me, I'll put them on the Facebook and everything so people can follow you. Cool. Wicked. All right. Signing out for another week. See you later, people. Here's your local news.